Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the October 11th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're going to look at numbers 2351 through 2356 of the Catechism. Offences against chastity. 2351. Lust is disordered desire for or inordinate inordinate enjoyment of sexual pleasure. Sexual pleasure is morally disordered when sought for itself, isolated from its procreative and nutritive purposes. 2352. By masturbation is to be understood the deliberate stimulation of the genital organs in order to derive sexual pleasure. Both the magisterium of the church, in the course of a constant tradition, and the moral sense of the faithful, have been in no doubt and have firmly maintained that masturbation is an intrinsically and gravely disordered action. The deliberate use of the sexual faculty, for whatever reason, outside of marriage, is essentially contrary to its purpose. For here sexual pleasure is sought outside of the the sexual relationship which is demanded by the moral order and in which the total meaning of mutual self-giving and human procreation in the context of true love is achieved. To form an equitable judgment about the subject's moral responsibility and to give pastoral action, one must take into account the effective immaturity, force of acquired habit, conditions of anxiety or other psychological or social factors that can lessen, if not reduce to a minimum, moral culpability. 2353. Fornication is carnal union between an unmarried man and an unmarried woman. It is gravely contrary to the dignity of persons and of human sexuality, which is naturally ordered to the good of spouses and the generation and education of children. Moreover, it is a grave scandal when there is corruption of the young. 2354. Pornography consists in removing real or stimulated or simulated sexual acts from the intimacy of the partners in order to display them deliberately to third parties. It offends against chastity because it perverts the conjugal act, the intimate giving of the spouses to each other. It does grave injury to the dignity of of its participants, actors, vendors, the public, since each one becomes an object of base passion and illicit profit for others. It immerses all who are involved in the illusion of a fantasy world. It is a grave offence. Civil authorities should prevent the production and distribution of pornographic materials. 2355. Prostitution does injury to the dignity of the person who engages in it, reducing the person to an instrument of sexual pleasure. The one who pays sins gravely against himself. He violates the chastity to which his baptism pledged him and defiles his body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Prostitution is a social scourge. It usually involves women, but also men, children and adolescents. The latter two cases involve the added sin of scandal. While it is always gravely sinful to engage in prostitution, the imputability of the offence can be attenuated 
by destitution, blackmail or social pressure. 2356. Rape is the forcible violation of the sexual intimacy of another person. It does injury to justice and charity. Rape deeply wounds the respect, freedom and physical and moral integrity to which each person has a right. It causes grave damages that can mark the victim for life. It is always an intrinsically evil act. Graver still is the rape of children committed by parents, incest, or those responsible for the education of the children entrusted to them. Okay, very well. So today we have this um, this catalogue of the different offences against chastity. And this is, um, again, an important um, thing to keep in mind that the church has a very different teaching about sexuality than can be found anywhere else, really. And within Christianity, sex is sacred. There's a sacredness to us. Also to remember that the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. In our society, sometimes we cheapen the body. We either have uh, an undue... Um, uh, an undue worship of the of the body, of trying to look young, of trying to be handsome, trying to be beautiful, um, that some people can go really overboard in this direction. And then on the other side, there's also the tendency just to despise the body, to say the body is nothing, the body isn't important. And if you can get a little bit of pleasure out of it, then why not? And if you can do whatever that makes you feel good, that's the main thing. And the problem is that all of these sins bring misery it's not that they annoy God it's not that I don't know the Pope has something against it not this they bring misery to humanity they make us miserable they make us suffer sure obviously there's a moment of euphoria there's a moment where uh, it seems like it's uh, very nice but then they just uh, destroy us they demean us and they demean those around us and again, it goes through a list here, lust, where it means looking for sexual enjoyment in the wrong places or also for the wrong reasons. Again, within marriage, sexuality is meant to be open to life. It's meant to be exclusive. It's meant to help the union of the husband and the wife to bring them together on every level and not simply a, a way to find to have fun it's not it's somehow or other that if you get married any sexual practices is fine now no the sexuality within marriage is something sacred and then the other um, again this section was very clear we don't need to go into too much more detail but to see this uh, masturbation, fornication, pornography, uh, prostitution and rape as all being sins against our dignity. Sins that hurt us and hurt others. That can destroy even the lives of other people. That there are so many people today whose lives are being destroyed by rape, by prostitution, by slavery that we think that slavery is a thing of the past, we think that somehow sometimes we are tempted to believe that all the injustices 
are somehow or other over us or that we need to see them in a historical sense. And sure, there are plenty of injustices in the past, but there are many injustices in the present. There are many people who are um, nearly sold into sin. That there are people who are traded and that this is something wrong. And the church has to fight for the rights of every human person and help protect the dignity help to protect the dignity of everyone and especially the Christians are called to this. And again, with all this, it's it's a thing that we have to learn. It's Sometimes it can be a gradual process. Uh, some, this is why we need to, uh, many times we need to go to confession, that we need to seek out help. We need to avoid the near occasions of sin, not to put ourselves in situations where we can uh, we can fall. I mean, all of this is meant to help us, not to make us feel bad, but to offer us a different way of living. And if we find out that our way of living isn't as it should be, then to repent. Christianity is a great religion of repentance. Again, it's not that we sin thinking, ah, sure, I'll go to confession tomorrow. It's not that. But it is to repent of our sins, to weep for our sins, to tell God we're sorry for our sins, to do penance, to receive the sacrament of uh, confession, sacrament of reconciliation, and to continue in the struggle. And even if sometimes you've got to confess the same sin for many years, to stay patient with God. God does things in his own time, and he helps us in the time that is best for us, not on the time scale that we would like. And sometimes the Lord allows us to be humbled so that we may not sin in pride. Again, remember of all the sins, the sin, the worst sin in a sense, is the sin of pride. That sometimes there is the the attitude that the sexual sins are the worst, and that isn't the case. Lucifer fell, the devil fell, because of pride, not because of sexuality. So, we finish here for today and tomorrow we'll be looking at numbers 2357 through 2359. God bless.